Hello there and welcome to this week's episode of uh, 10 Minute Country, episode 16, I believe it is now, uh, with me James Dakin. Um, I want to talk today about the worrying trend of, of people talking at concerts, and country music concerts. Um, it's happening, seems to be happening more and more these days. Um, there are lots of anecdotes on Facebook out there. There are lots of examples of concerts where people have been interrupted, where the music has... Uh, been drowned out by chat where there's been aggression and confrontation um, in the past few months and it it is a worrying trend because I've spent the last two or three years interviewing uh, country music and Americana artists and I've been told by virtually each and every one that uh, the UK has a special place in their hearts uh, because of the way that we listen and because of the way we treat their stories and their music with reverence. You know, everybody from Ashley McBride, Christian Bush, Hunter Hayes, Lindsay L, virtually everyone I speak to um, talks about how the UK is such a different market um, to the American market and, you know, how they have a deep appreciation of our listening skills. And I, and I think we're starting to lose it. I think we're starting to... Um, move towards that more American model where there's beers clanking in the background of gigs and loud conversations going on and um, you know we seem to be becoming uh, blasé about the artists that we're having ho- over here um, this autumn myself I've been to see three shows that um, I've been aware of either my enjoyment or other people's enjoyment of the show being hampered by talkers and shouters and and, and laughers. Um, the first one was Luke Combs and Ashley McBride at Birmingham Institute. Um, I was down the front, I was on the second row for Ashley. Um, but you could hear the talking and the clanking uh, of drinks, bottles... Uh, right at the back and I think she changed her set list because she was due to play the jacket which is a very emotional song for her and she ditched that and played a new song which was really good but I think she chose she changed her set list because she was aware that it was very difficult to convey uh, emotion either in spoken word or during the song when there's that level of noise going on at the back and even during Luke's set you know, I was aware of noise at the bar and chatting and talking, and there were people on Facebook saying how they'd have to move, they'd had to move a couple of times. And this wasn't just at the Birmingham gig; it was in London too, uh, because of people talking. Well, uh, who pays twenty, twenty-five, thirty quid to go to a gig and then just talks all the way through it? I, I, I don't understand the mentality. Save your thirty quid, listen to your CD, and um, spend it on something else. Um. The Darius Rucker shows this last week seem to have provoked emotional reactions from people around the country. Um, there are stories on Facebook from the Bristol gig of uh, people being uh, confronted by aggressive behaviours when asked uh, if the people in front of them could stop talking or looking at the phones or you know checking emails or checking Instagram. Um, and I think it was the London one as well. Um, my experience at Darius was fine because I was on the second row right down at the front in Birmingham Symphony Hall. So although there was a couple behind me and the bloke, even on just the third row, the bloke kept talking to his wife all the way through the songs. Uh, and she was there to enjoy herself, but I felt like he was just there as uh, arm candy or as uh, accompaniment and therefore continued to talk all the way through. Um, came to a head for me at Chase Rice last night in Birmingham at the top room in the Institute, so there's a couple of hundred people in there. 
And uh, as soon as Jimmy Allen came on, a girl who we later came to know as Kaylee just started yelling at him, I love you, Jimmy, I love you, Jimmy, all the way through songs. Every time he tried to tell a story, all you could hear was, love you, Jimmy. And, and she was there with a very drunk friend. And the two of them were yards away from me. Uh, and they were stumbling into each other. And, and then the moment Jimmy Allen started singing any of his songs, they just talked all the way through it. So they didn't listen to any of his songs. They didn't know... Uh, any of the words to his songs but the moment he finished playing she would pipe up again so I moved I went and stood away from them because uh, and I wasn't the only one because I didn't want my enjoyment of the gig to be spoiled by these two drunken women um, and then lo and behold after Chase Rice's first song off she pipes again love you Chase love you Chase and what started out for two or three songs has been something funny really began to piss Chase Rice off at one point um and he started to make comments to the crowd and even dedicated Fifty Shades of Crazy um, to her. And and then had her up on stage for Ride, in which he proceeded to try and sing to her and try, I thought, defuse the situation, but she just kept talking to him. She flashed her breasts at him at one point. Um, and the whole gig was sort of dominated by this one girl's determination to be the centre of attention. And there was some chuckling at first, but then you could hear the groans every time she piped up, and then there was a few calls for her to F off. Um, and you just think, why do people, um, you know, why do people go to gigs and do this? The, Chase, to be fair, tried to tell us a number of stories about how his songs came into being, and all the times, I love you, Chase! Um, and you're just like, we. this is a genre of music where we're interested, as interested in the stories as we are interested in the songs. But it's being spoiled, uh, and it seems to be all over the country at the moment. So it made me think, why? Why are people suddenly talking at country gigs and spoiling it when, for the last two or three years, we've been lauded to the Americans as being, quite frankly, better audiences, more passionate, more caring, more deep and meaningful? And the only thing I can think of is that, you know, country music is way more popular now than it was three years ago in this country, and I think we're drawing in a wider pool of people. And simple maths means more people equals more talkers. You know, what started out as quite a niche genre uh, has crossed over into elements of the mainstream with the Shires and even sort of parts of Kylie's last album and, you know, artists broadening the appeal of country music. And I think the more people that have come into it, the more it's become um, okay to, to, to talk and treat it almost like as just a... A casual form of entertainment and going on from that you know i think bringing in a wider spread of people it potentially dilutes that sort of passion and commitment to the music so for the last two or three years because it's been a niche um genre the people that have supported country music live have been the more passionate more committed ones uh, and now i think there are more people coming in and watching the shows just out of curiosity um and i don't think they see the genre as as as, as important as, as some of us do. And that wider set of people, I think, is also bringing along friends and family, um, like the guy at Darius Rucker who was escorting his wife. Um, and um, they're not necessarily country fans. So I was, when I moved even, I was ended up last night, stood next to uh, a lady and two blokes. And she was clearly into the music, but the two blokes, I don't know what they were doing there. So they were talking... Uh, they were talking to her, she was talking to them, then she'd sing along to a couple of songs, then she'd talk to them all the way through the next song. And, and it was weird. 
Um, the three girls in front of me, two of them were clearly Chase Rice fans, but I think they'd brought along another girl who potentially was not that bothered and because of the early curfew at 10 o'clock, they were probably going on somewhere else after. And so the three of them, you know, one song, the girl, two of the girls would be singing along uh, really passionately to, and then they'd spend a couple of songs talking to each other. Uh, and it was everywhere. You know, I saw um, a lady in a blue C2C shirt singing along to some songs, but then to others, turning around, talking to her husband. Uh, there was a lot of drinking going on last night as well. And I think maybe weekend gigs bring out the drinkers um, and the people who see it as a chance to have a night out, maybe, as opposed to going purely for the music. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to combat it. I know there are people on Facebook who have made um, T-shirts up with sort of the the sentiment of, I'm sorry, is my concert interrupting your conversation on the back of them? Um, I'd thought of sort of a similar thing with you could make up some business cards maybe and give them out to people. But the moment you engage with somebody else in this type of scenario and tell them that their behaviour is spoiling it, the moment you risk, you know, aggression and confrontation. So I don't know whether even that's the right thing to do. Um, but there's been loads of anecdotes of people, Bristol, London, all over Country Music Week, being confronted with aggression when asking people in front of them or behind them or to the side of them just to be quiet for a bit uh, and listen to the music. And then lots of people have been to ask security guards if there's anything they can do about the drinkers and the shouters and the talkers. And obviously it's not the security guard's job. Um, the venue want people to drink as much alcohol as they possibly can, don't they? So, um, you know, security isn't an avenue. And also, you, you know, <laughs> you can't curtail people's enjoyment in a public place, even if it's not in, you know, it's a style of enjoyment that you, you don't agree with. So I don't honestly know what the answer is. But this is a worrying development, people talking at concerts and spoiling the stories and spoiling the atmosphere. Country music is is an unusual genre because it demands quietness at times. It demands listening. It, it demands thought. And it isn't like pop music and it's not like rock and heavy metal where you go along and, you know, you, you just jump to the music and, and enjoy the sentiment of the music. The, you know, country music is a, a particularly thoughtful one at times. And, you know, loads of us are interested in the stories behind the songs and how the artists came to write those songs, and that demands attention. And I just wonder whether there are so many people that can't uh, give that attention in society anymore. You know, iPod, uh, iPad, iPhone listeners, Instagram, YouTube viewers who just flip from one thing to the next. So are we losing our ability to concentrate? Are we losing our ability to you know, focus on, on what needs to be focused on, I don't know. But it's a worrying trend. And I think, you know, the country community in this in the, in our country should come together and try and do something about it. But I don't have the answer to what that is, I'm afraid. You know, because the Americans do love playing here, and I'd hate for us to lose that speciality and that individuality. Um, but it is, it's worrying. And um, I don't know what to do. So if you see somebody talking at a gig... You know, it's up to you how you behave because you, you run the risk of, you know, an, an aggressive confrontation. But I moved three times last night at Chase Rice and uh, I found talkers everywhere. So moving sometimes isn't the answer either. Um, if you've got any uh, suggestions, I'd love to uh, hear and read what you've got to say. Uh, tweet me, Facebook me, um, and we'll see what we can do about it. 
Thanks ever so much for listening. Uh, I've been James Nakin, and this has been 12 Minute Country.